Wine Work and Passion is brought to you by the Napa Valley Wine Academy, America's premier wine school and two-time winner of the WSET Global Wine Educator of the Year Award. You can find a course that's right for you at NapaValleyWineAcademy.com and use the code in our show notes for a special discount. Welcome, wine enthusiasts and job seekers. I'm your host, Karen Wetzel, and Wine, Work, and Passion is the podcast where we inspire you to make a career out of your passion for wine. I'm so proud to represent the Napa Valley Wine Academy on this podcast because it shows our commitment not only to help you learn about wine, but to help you find your way into the wine industry. To that end, my guest today is Catherine Bouguet, co-founder and vice president of education at the Napa Valley Wine Academy. Her unlikely entrance into the wine industry will surprise you and delight you, and you'll find her enthusiasm for wine education inspiring. Along the way, Catherine will tell you about the entertaining and educational programs we now offer beyond the WSCT and wine certifications. In this episode, you'll find there is something for everyone. Be sure and stay tuned until the end when Catherine will share her best advice to help you quench your thirst for knowledge about wine. I know you'll really enjoy our camaraderie and conversation. Hey, Catherine, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Oh, well, thanks for being on Wine, Work, and Passion. We really appreciate you being here. So can you tell our audience who you are and what you do in the wine industry? Exactly. Absolutely. Hello, all. I'm Catherine Bouguet, co-founder and VP of Education for the Napa Valley Wine Academy. That's great. Thank you. And we're going to get into what all that means in just a minute. I always like to tell the audience, you know, why we we choose guests that we have on the show. And for me, it's kind of personal. You're one of my favorite people in the entire world. And we do work together at the Napa Valley Wine Academy. But more importantly, you know, as I've gotten to know you and I've learned some of your journey and not just your journey, but the journey of the Napa Valley Wine Academy Um, I think it's inspiring for people to see that even little seeds of an idea can turn into something big. And I really feel like the Napa Valley Wine Academy and and your story in general are just the perfect example to inspire people. So, um, and also we offer obviously great programs to help people enter the wine industry or grow their career if they're already in. So all those things, I think you bring a lot of insights to the table for our audience. Mm, so, so so tell us about your background. Let's go back to, you know, how did this all happen? Where did you start? Oh, I started back in New York. So I had lived in New York for 15 years and I was in the legal field. And that then brought me into the publishing field in New York. And when, uh, you know, my job was to, I was in the contracts department. So I was using my legal head, you know, but negotiating for the rights to titles. So I was negotiating mostly with literary agents or lawyers, you know, for authors. Um, And I was doing that as an assistant director of contracts at Random House. And then I got plucked by um, this gentleman, Steve Brill, to work for his new company. He started American Lawyer Magazine, and then he started, you know, his own company. Um, He hired me as director of contracts, and, and I loved it. I loved it all. In fact, he's the one who started Court TV, if you remember Court TV. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I realized in the end that I didn't want to argue for a living, right? Because my job was negotiating for, for rights. Um, and I just thought, I don't want to. I'm excited about learning about, you know, other things, right? What right. could I do where I don't have to argue for a living? And I had already started my journey in wine. Little did I know it would bring me towards a career in wine. But I got an invitation to a Beaujolais Nouveau party. And I'm like, oh, a Greenwich, Connecticut, you know, lovely couple. And I'm like, I called them up and I'm like, I'd be lovely to attend. What's Beaujolais Nouveau? (laughs) (laughs) I had no, no, no knowledge of wine. And I learned, of course, that, you know, the Beaujolais comes out in November and it's this, you know, just, um, you know, just a fun way to get introduced to a fun wine in a wine region. And and it's a great wine to start with because... 
I sometimes refer to Beaujolais as red wine with training wheels because yes. it's soft and super <laughs> easy to drink. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, and I am a big proponent, even today, even though we taste really high-end premium wines, I love a great Bordeaux, you know, a basic Bordeaux, right? A basic, you know, Beaujolais AOC. They're fruity. They give you everything you could want in just a nice glass of wine. You don't have right. to spend a lot of money for for to enjoy a glass of wine. Right. But anyway, back to New York. So I was taking, so that, that um, invitation got me interested in wine and wine classes. So I started off getting books, of course. I read, you know, got a bunch of wine books, but then I started to attend wine classes in New York City. Well, that just blew the doors open. I'm like, what? You know, this this wine grape, it can taste different from this country than that country. And oh, it just it just blew my mind. So um, I was advancing up my career in the publishing industry. The company I was working for, the Brill Content, was closing down. But I got a job offer from Condé Nast. And I would be you know, um, overseeing lawyers and, you know, and a big money job. So I knew that if I accepted it, it would be hard, you know, to ever, right. you know, go back from that. I literally turned down that job, swung around in my chair after I hung up the phone and said, I'm going to Napa. And I did. Wow. I just thought that if, if, I mean, of course you can have a wine career from any state, right? Any, anywhere, right. you know, in the world. But I just, in my head at the time, I thought, well, I'm in publishing. I'm in New York. If I want to be in the wine industry, I'm going to Napa Valley. And, right. and and I didn't do it fast, right? It wasn't a quick, it wasn't, well, that decision swirling around at the chair was my like, you know, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This was my goal. But it took me, you know, a couple of years. I did it smart. You know, I started to look up other classes. What could I take? What kind of job you know, um, opportunities are there in Napa, you know, reconcile with my family, you know, my sisters and brothers for leaving, you know, new, you know, leaving the East Coast, because I would be the only representative in my family on the West Coast. So there was lots of work that I wanted to do on myself and just situating myself. But sure enough, I unplugged my life. And I got to tell you, most of it was really easy. But the only time I think I might have burst out into tears at one point was like, wait, what am I doing? I'm unplugging all of my electronics and everything. I had sold my co-op and I'm like, I'm unplugging my whole New York life. This is crazy. Right. <clears throat> but of course, once I jumped in the car to drive across country, I'm like, woohoo. You know, I think... <laughs> Pink album, you know, at the time was really big. And it's like that song, I'm coming out, you know, right. so I, you know, and bet get this party started. I was like playing it, you know, left and right. And just, <laughs> that's a sign you, I, I don't know, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even look back at that point. You know, I think, you know, it was just sort of, you know, I have always had this idea to write a wine book about this, you know, getting into the industry. And I thought, you know, I, I kind of would have to call the book, though, downwardly mobile and loving it because. You know, I start, you know, I was making a certain, you know, salary in, in Manhattan and then, you know, getting into the wine industry and, and the skills that I had didn't directly relate to job opportunities at the time. Right. So I went, you know, I, I took a job, you know, at a winery doing, you know, hospitality and some marketing. And of course, the time I, the first time I got a, you know, a check you know, from that first job in the wine industry, I'm like, oh, my volunteer check is here because it was, you know, of course, <laughs> no money whatsoever. But for anybody, you know, for everybody listening to this podcast, don't worry. There are jobs today in the wine industry. You don't have to. <laughs> it's well, not I, I started off in in my uh, my official wine world. I mean, I was in restaurants selling wine, but but when I got into the distributor network. I started off at like $19,000 a year yes. and I stayed there for a couple of years and then I kind of figured the industry out and, and I ultimately did really well, but it, you know, it does, it's like starting anything new. I do want to say it's funny because um, when I had to leave Ohio and I left my family behind when I left here to come to Napa, I'm like, how am I going to explain this? And I had a lot of apprehension too. I mean, I had, you know, a life there. And I thought, how am I going to explain this to my kids, especially? And I said, well, you know, I've been working in wine for 30 years. And 
it's almost like being an astronaut your entire life and finally getting invited to go to the moon. You don't say no. <laughs> They're oh, offering me a job that. to be a wine educator in Napa. I, it's the holy grail of my work. <laughs> and and they that, that kind of helped a little bit. But also the spinning around in the chair, I just have to, we'll pick it back up again. But I, a lot of my, my coaching clients and sometimes people here on the podcast will talk about that aha moment when you sort of, you know, leave corporate America. And even my students in the class, a lot of them will say, oh, I'm coming from IT or I had a cardiologist in a class. And she says, well, when I retire, I, I want to, you know, work in the wine industry. And I said, it's sort of like running away from home to join the circus, <laughs> but it's the <laughs> wine circus. <laughs> and, and it sort of does remind me of that sort of mentally, because I think the image that people have of the industry, but it does live up to its reputation. I think it, it is a lot of fun and uh, it's a great path if that's where your, where your passion is. But in any case, so let's see. So you got here, you were in hospitality, um, you got your first volunteer paycheck <laughs> and, uh, and what happened after that? Yeah. So after that, I, you know, said, Hey, you know, I, I I love being, you know, at the winery I worked, I could, you know, there were Friday meetings, so I could hear a little bit about what's going on in the vineyard, a little bit of what's going on in the cellar and a little bit. And I thought, this is fantastic, right? Because I'm learning a, a little of everything. Um, and I actually pleaded, I actually pleaded with the general manager. I said, can I work in the cellar on my days off so that I can learn more about how wine is made? Um, I'd love to. And the first, the initial reaction was, um, you're going to work in our cellar, but you don't know, you know, anything about wine. Right. Well, that was the challenge. So I came back the next, that was a Friday. So I came back the next Monday and I've got all these wine books in my arms. And I'm like, you know, look, I've been reading this one from this and I've been doing this and I've been taking these classes and I've been, and, and he just looked at me and he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Because I, I I just wanted to prove to him that I had been you know self studying taking right. classes in Manhattan like I was that you're serious, um, so that did let me into the cellar and I volunteered for you know a harvest in um, you know in Napa Valley and it was just exciting because I really got to see I mean it's really when you get to come and see you know winemaking steps that you get that that it makes sense. Um, that's why we love, you know, right now we give, you know, we have boot camps where we students can come and experience, you know, we tour the vineyard, we look at the trellising, the training, we go into the cellar and you understand seeing it is, is, is just an incredible way to bring that knowledge to the forefront for you to really understand difficult concepts. So I just love the fact that, you know, of course, Napa Valley is one big classroom um, yeah, lot, that's lot true. To and, and teach here. So um, I, I, I digressed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. So you started working in the, in the, you started volunteering in the yeah, cellar. Yes, so I volunteered in, in the cellar. Um, and I don't know if I should tell the, the funny story about meeting my, my husband. But anyway, he was, he was, um, you know, head of the cellar. Well, we like and funny stories. If it's not <laughs> for public consumption, why not? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, as head of the cellar, he takes me up and he shows me, you know, all, you know, the equipment and says, hey, um, you know, and he has to teach, of course, about the dangers, right, of CO2. Um, and to teach that, you know, in a, in a way that I would never forget, you know, he opens up a fermenting tank and he tells me to take a big old sniff. Of course, I do what I'm told. Well, the 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 pain that shoots through you when you have this the CO2 was so intense that my hand went up and involuntarily slapped him. He went, oh, and I went, oh, because I couldn't believe I had done that. And and then we started dating. So inappropriately call it love at first slap. I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast because it's oh, um, that's cute. But but um, anyway, that's uh, that's with a slap. That's how we met. Um, but just the shock, um, just just fun, fun, fun memories, though. Yeah. So th so that's kind of how you got your foot in the door and then it stuck and you stayed here in Napa. Mm -hmm. And what was your next role after that? 
after that, I said, I don't want to just put all my eggs in one winery basket, right? I want to learn about the world of wine. And so at the same time, I started to take WSET courses. I knew that that was the WSET taught you about the world of wine and and the different regions. Mm -hmm. And really the level three opened up my, I I could not believe that once I was through studying for the, the WSET level three, I could look at a wine list, you know, in a restaurant and I'd be like, oh my God, I know what to expect from that. I know what to expect from that. Or I could go into a wine shop and I'd be like, oh my God, now I get it. Now I, okay, so much easier. There was so much more confidence in plucking wines. Yes, Um, I agree. But at the same time, I thought, you know, what else could I do, you know, with job opportunities? And so I actually worked with Karen McNeil um, and um, because she was doing all of this work with Worlds of Wine presentations Mm -hmm. and and, and teaching. For people who don't know who Karen McNeil is, she most notably is the author of the Wine Bible. So just so people know who she is. No, no, no. Thank you so much. And so she, um, you know, then I started, you know, she was writing a lot about wine and I got got an interest in writing about wine. So I would submit things to her and just say, hey, I hope you don't mind. You know, maybe you could use these or um, because she was writing this wine calendar that would have just very short entries. And she was like, bring them to me. Um, So then uh, I started to write entries for her. And then um, she had me um, co-publish one of her calendars with her. So put my name on the calendar, which I, you know, was a thrill, you know, beyond anything. And that led to, you know, me after that, you know, when I left um, Karen McNeil and company, I worked for Balzac Communications. And I loved, loved, loved that job because when I started, there was a need for um, international wine region coverage. And so I happened to, you know, start the job at just the right time. There was a Wines of Sicily campaign. And wow. so I became the account representative for international, you know, accounts. Wow. And so it would be, it was all about promoting, you know, wines of the world in the U.S., so I would travel around the U.S. with different, you know, events and educational opportunities to help build awareness for these, you know, wine regions. So worked right. on many different ones. You know, the Sicily did um, numerous Navarra, Rueda, you know, in Spain, Chianti Classico, Franciacorta. So did, you know, lots of promotion. And of course, part of promotion is education, building awareness. Right. And so really, you know, I had already started, you know, um, the WSD diploma. So when I was at Balzac, I used all the knowledge that I was learning about those wine regions. And then you really deep dive in the diploma. So it was there that not only did the diploma help me, you know, I had the, the, the facts and figures and, you know, stories of producers at my fingertips to share. But in addition to that, you know, I really had, you know, at that time, the diploma not only helped me with that, but it also, you you network. You know, right. one of the biggest things about the diploma program was networking. And that's where I met um, Christian Ogenfuss, the co-founder of the Napa Valley Wine Academy. And we both just, you learn so much in the WSET diploma. You just want to share it. You're excited to share it. Right. So then we each started teaching for a different school, but that school, um, it was really just a, a one person show and, right. and we were teaching, but, but the person would choose the cheapest wines or have no communication with students. There was just no support. And we thought, oh my goodness, this is terrible for the students. And then of course, bing, I think <laughs> we could do this much more, much, much better and right. really help the students engage with them, give them support, you know, help them along the way that you have to showcase you know, good premium wine so that people know what premium wines taste like. I mean, yes, you know, you still have to teach, you know, basic, you know, um, inexpensive wines because you need to know the breadth. Not everybody is going to buy premium wines every day. So when we teach, we have to show the full, you know, range, you know, price ranges. But we just realized that, you know, you have, you know, you have to spend money to teach, you can't right. do it the cheapest way possible. It's just not, right. it's not, you know, it, we make sure at the Napa Valley Wine Academy today that the student really is at the center of everything we do. So anytime we're going to do something new, we always insert the question, is this making things better for the student? And if it's not, then it gets nixed. So that's just one of the, one of the ways we keep ourselves in check to make sure that, right. hey, are we going to do this? Um, 
and you know, it needs to be for the benefit of the student. Because if, if we're going to create something that we think is neat and fun and fascinating, but it's actually too, it, it's convoluted and won't be good for the student, then then we shouldn't do it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. And, and, you know, that's a great point. And I, I, I would imagine that working in an, for another school, was it was easy for you to see, well, what what could be better? Like, how could the students get more engaged? And the other thing about teaching that I find is, and, and it's not true of every school, it's not about the teacher or the school. It's about the student. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you and I both know a lot of people that, you know, do what we do for a living. And it's more about them dumping information on you, but it's about them. It's telling, you know, showing off what they know. And, and wine education, at least at the Nap Valley Wine Academy, is not like that. It's to it's for the student to learn, and you know, through obviously we have to have good instructors, but it's not about the instructor; it's about the students. Oh my God, hundred percent, absolutely. In fact, you know, as part of my role today, you know, I hire and train instructors, and and so often I make sure I tell them, you know, look. Um, we have a process, you know, where we have them do a mock presentation because we want to make sure that we we promise the student that we're going to give engaging teachers who, you know, uh, um, you know, just know how to present and teach and that engage. Right. Part of it is just, you know, you just need to ignite, right, the, you know, help ignite the passion. Um, and so as part of that, we have them do, you know, a mock presentation. And it's so important that that student, you know, experience just, you know, is at the forefront and don't, that it's not your stage, as you said, right? It's not your stage to prove what you know, because if you're going in to teach, you know, a level one class, you, you're going to scare the students off. You want to present at the correct level. Um, That's so important. And it's hard to do, right? You know, we have masters who teach and they might be teaching a level two and it's not your, right? That's not your soapbox. You know, that's for you to engage at that level. Hey, you know, if you have somebody in, I always tell teachers, if you have somebody in the class who's asking advanced questions, you know, answer one or two as quickly as you can, you know, show your, you know, that you have the knowledge, but just say, Hey, sit next to me next to lunch or come see me during a break and we can geek out about X or Y. Um, you know, I'm always really careful if, if somebody does sort of, they, sometimes they drag you kicking and screaming. You don't want to go down that path, but you also don't want to just blow them off. But I always say right up front. So, you know, I'll answer the question briefly. We can talk about it later, but for the for this, for the others in the audience, this is not going to be part of the exam. It's not part of your curriculum. You don't have to know this, but you know, sometimes I don't want to cheat people out of what they want for their experience. And, you know, some people repeatedly ask these questions. And then I usually just kind of nicely take them aside. I said, why don't you and I meet afterward? And, and you know, we're going to, we're going to keep this because, because it does, it can really intimidate the newer, the new students who are at the level you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it drags them yeah. out of their comfort zone too. So yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And, and, and sometimes those, the students just want you know, they just want to engage at that higher. Right. Level. They're excited. So go ahead and say, you know, if I'm teaching a, you know, level three class, I'll say, aha, I see you're a diploma student in the making, you know. Right. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And then later I'll pull them aside and I'll say like, oh, this book is one that they recommend for diploma. And it just blew my mind when I read it, you know, like, like understanding certain difficult concepts, you know, like just the production of, of Beaujolais is not easy, right? When right. you're talking carbonic maceration. And it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. Well, there was the, there's this one book that really puts it in individual steps that makes it so brilliant to understand. So, I mean, we love to just, you know, recommend, you know, books or, you know, things that students can do in the interim, you know, if right. they're really engaged in something. I mean, we love, oh, the best thing, the best thing in the world about being an instructor in the classroom is when you're explaining a difficult concept and the light bulb goes off, you see that, you know, I I can't say that there's any greater thing in my professional life than being in front of of a classroom and having those light bulb moments, having the lights go off. It's just like, ah, you know, it's just, I'm 100% with you. That's what I love most about teaching too. And it's like, I feel like I'm empowering 
the people that are that are there to learn from me. But when you can really empower them to own that knowledge, it inspires them to want to keep going. And that's, you're right. That's a hundred percent. I think for most of us educators feel like that's the goal. And that, I don't want to say it's that way for everybody, but it is for certainly for all of us instructors at the, at the Academy. So, so you and Christian got together and, mm-hmm. uh, and tell us about your first teaching experiences. So you got together and decided, hey, we could maybe do something even better if we work together on it. So, so yeah. tell us about those very first days. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they were crazy because we we didn't have our headquarters, right? We didn't have our own um, classrooms yet. And so we taught at a Whole Foods, you know, had a, um, you know, an education facility in the back in Napa. Right. And so we rented out that space and then we moved to St. Supery. You know, we did, um, you know, classes, you know, in one of their buildings um, and it was exciting. It was just an exciting time. And it was crazy because, I mean, you're packing your car and I don't, you know, you're bringing glassware and wines and and presentation equipment right a projector and a screen I mean you need two hours to set up and you need oh my goodness they were crazy crazy days but just the best they just make me grin you know because we were just so invested and we were just like so excited to you know have students you know um you know in front of us and we wanted to share our knowledge really exciting times but of course the challenges came when you know we we started to grow right and we had students who who were like ah okay you know these classes are taking you know place in Napa I don't have to go all the way to you know Berkeley or here or there or right. San Francisco I can take them right here um and so we couldn't get the venue we couldn't get that classroom space whenever we wanted for the growth so right. that's when we started to say, ah, okay, I think we need to start exploring our own building, right? In a yeah. place where, you know, we can just, you know, we're here. Um, and and we knew that we wanted to, of course, provide a great experience with, with tasting components being part of that. So we needed our alcohol license. And of course, to have an alcohol license, we needed that physical, we needed that address um, as right. well. So it just all sort of came together you know, to get our, our office space. Um, and really excited to say, of course, because we've rented, you know, for 10 years that we now own the building. That's a new, um, yeah, uh, a what, new. What year, what year was the uh, Academy founded? So we are, we had, we were on our 10 year anniversary last year. Oh, well, but I mean, not just in the building, but from the very first class you and Christian taught. Oh my goodness. So was that 2011? So yes. in 11 years, if I remember correctly, Christian said the very first class you guys taught had four students. <laughs> and four wonderful, glorious students. You, right. you don't have and to have so work. in 11 short years, you went from four students. How many students do you think the school has engaged with in the last 11 years now? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think annually now we see 6,000 students a year. So maybe I mean, in that time you went from four to 40,000 or something like that to accumulate No, it, it's an incredible number. And of course, um, aiding that, you know, it, it, we weren't restricted by, you know, er, you know, classroom space because of the online. Right. right? Um, and, and early on, this is, you know, uh, my, my business partner, Christian Ogenfist is just very brilliant um, um, in strategy and, and planning ahead. He foresaw, you know, right at the outset that online was going to be important. So, you know, he had us make online part of our curriculum from the beginning. Now, of course, pre-COVID, 20%, you know, of our of our course um, offerings were, you know, online and 80% were in person, right? People wanted in person. Right. And then, of course, just like the rest of the world, we had to, um, you know, quickly shift to an online environment. Um, and the online environment proved to be so strong be, and 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 I feel like where the Napa Valley Wine Academy is headed with its online classroom um, is so exciting because we're making experiences and teaching tools where you're still in front of the teacher, right? It's just right. via computer, right, or you know, um, a device, and you're you're right there in front of the the teacher, you know, from many different classes. You know, and and the teaching tools that we're creating are just a little different, right? So many different visual tools. I'm really excited about we're we're creating animations, 
that explain very difficult concepts like training and trellising. And right, that's so great. Excited, um, you know, for when we're going to sort of launch that, um, you know, to to the greater audience. Uh, we're creating those now, really exciting. But also just um, even in our online environment where you might not be, it might not be a virtual class, right? Where you're in front of the teacher all day long, right? right? But you have an online, you do still have a dedicated teacher and that dedicated teacher is available, you know, so for you to, you and know. there's webinars that go along with the online classes, live webinars. So you do have, you do have instructor interaction, even in those classes, not as, as much as a live class, but um, not everybody, you know, I think, it, you know, having been with, I had pretty much just started with the Academy a few months before COVID hit. So I really did see like the big shift to online and it, the other, it really immediately increased, at least from, from where I was saying, like most of my students were, you know, from the, the, the one of the coasts, but all of a sudden now the student body's opening up to Arkansas and Kansas and, you know, uh, the, uh, the heartland really Alaska. And it, it's interesting um, to have watched, to have been part of that whole evolution. And, you know, we went from, I think 20 students in an online class when I first started to immediately, I mean, I think my biggest class was 145 students, and we finally said, "No, we're going to cut them at 100 because it was too much to keep up for." Exactly. So exactly. the online demand really, really went nuts, but it's still very strong. I mean, you know, it tapered off a little. I think, for, at least from my classes, it's a, maybe a little bit lower, but it's not 20. I mean, it's way higher than it ever than it was before COVID. So it is, it is, and now what we've done is to have more offerings, more options, more date options for students, mm-hmm. so that the class sizes are a little smaller because we want to make sure. That's that good. you as the student have access, you have questions for the instructor. And, and now with our online, um, you know, our new online platform, really there's just, you know, there's, there's messaging, there's notices, right. you know, there's social engagement. It's really, really a robust, you know, way for you to interact with the instructor and your classmates. And then of right. course, as you mentioned, we have the live webinars that take place and um, we're expanding that's to make sure that every class, you know, we start to build in. Right now, all of our WSET classes, you know, have live webinars. So you'll always have FaceTime with the instructor and um, virtual, right, teaching. But we're adding that to so many more courses. So that's coming down the road so that you'll always have a, you have a dedicated teacher in any event, but you're going to then have interact, even you know, live interaction with them. Right now, I'm, so that leads me to a, a, something else I wanted to get to. So, I, I think everybody knows that we are the Napa Valley Wine Academy is really the the premier wine school in America, and most of that, but most of that, or a good part of it anyway, comes from the WSET, the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. Um, and we're even expanding that to do be a little more robust with things like spirits courses and all of the, through WSET. And in fact, we've won the Educator of the Year award twice now with the WSET. The, we're the only ones that have won it twice, which I think is pretty exciting. Um, that's a, in our world, that's a really, really big deal. But and and so and WSET, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Catherine, but has really become kind of from a business standpoint the industry standard for distributors, for suppliers, you know, for you know wineries. That if they're going to send their people through courses, they seem to push them through WSET. It seems to be the most beneficial. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, no, no, absolutely agree. And, and yeah. you know, you, you'll even see, you know, um, job opportunities um, ads for, for jobs, you know, where they say, Hey, we'd like you to have the WSET level three, or we'd like right. you to have the WSET. Yeah. So you'll even start, you know, you'll even see it in ads. Yeah. So, but aside from the WSET, which of course, you know, we are the, we even, even our scores are higher than the national average. So we, you know, if you're thinking about WSET, think, you know, don't look too much further because honestly, we are the best school for that. But beyond that, you know, I know we have Wine 101, Wine 201, where a certification is not, you know, where you're more of an enthusiast and you don't necessarily want or need an actual certification. But we also have classes like, Pair any wine with any food. I think it's what forty nine dollars on the website, right? Um, you know the uh, how to choose wine like a pro. So you don't have to necessarily invest hundreds of dollars 
to take a class uh, and to engage, you know, with the academy. There, there's a lot of different ways to engage with us. Um, can you talk about some of the other things besides actual courses that we offer? Um, yeah, on, not necessarily online, but other things that we offer. Yeah, I mean, if, if I can just backtrack and just, you know cover something you just touched upon, because I yeah. think it's really important for people to know. You're so right, because we do really have something, I think, for everyone, yeah. right? We do, you know, not, not everybody wants to take, right? WSET comes with these nerve-wracking exams, right, um, for certification. Um, and so the Wine 101 that we have introduces you to wine. I mean, it really is sort of a Wine 101 and a half. <laughs> I like to call it. That's true. So much information in there and we augment it, you know, with interactive exercises, images to help you understand things. It really is such a fantastic, you know, foundation, you know, in, in the wine biz. And I, and I tell people that, you know, then if you want to expand upon your, you know, you might be okay there. I'm not, you know, we're not trying to sell people courses that they don't need, right. you know, in doing a lot of advising, you know, I'll say, hold on, what's your goal? What would you like, you know, you know, I'm not just trying to say, Hey, take this, 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 and this, what's your goal. And then, ah, okay. If you want to do that, then just having this foundational course will really give you, right. you know, that, that start that it seems that you need. Um, so it really is, is student dependent. And that's why we have this big team of, you know, we have the student advisors. So if you call us, email us, um, you know, chat with us on the website, you can get that kind of advice. Like, Hey, I want to do X. What do you suggest for me? And, you know, and they're not, you know, uh, they're, uh, they're not, we, we, we just know that they're not there to just say, Oh, then you need to take one, two, three, four, five, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. what are you trying? You know what, again, just going back to what the goal is. And so I love if, if, if you don't want to take that exam, um, then, you know, you may want to take this wine 101, 201. It, it right. does have, there is the option for an exam and a certification, you know, a certificate that comes with it. So right. you can, you know, put on your resume that you have that 101 foundation, you have that 201. So you can use it for career advancement. Right. But it doesn't come with the same, you know, fees and, you know, and, and sort of the stress, I think, you know, yeah. that, that well, that's, that's very true. And it could be that sometimes the, you know, um, in, in the market for entry, you know, we want to make it easier for people to be able to enter, you know, they want that, say, level three, they want that advanced, right, right. Um, certification for their for their resume, but they're they're nervous about, you know, they may not have the means to, to pay for WSET one and then two. So what a great way, an option, you know, um, is taking the 101. The 201 with us and then you know going for the level three wsct because yeah. both of those classes do set you up pretty decent for level three and and now that you say that too i, I always like to mention you know with wsct you don't have to take level one to get to level two to get to level three you can start where you feel you're the most like if you're already working at a winery and you're engaged in wine you know, WSET level one may be too simple for you. Um, and you might, you know, not, you'll still learn some things, but we do have advisors that can help flesh that out for you. We even have some quizzes you can take that will show you what level you're prepared for. So we don't want you to just shoot blind. You know, I think that's important. The other thing we have besides 101 and 102 is we have a lot of regional courses. We've got a course about Argentina. We've got one on Oregon. We've got an Italian, Discover Italian wine course. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones are off the top of my head. We had the Napa Valley Wine Expert. Right. And so that's such a fantastic course. Right. For, you know, you're really learning, you know, about, the, you know, the industry as well as so you're learning about the wine industry, things that can help you if you are like in wine sales or, you know, in distribution. Right. You're working for a distributor. You're working in marketing. There's so many great things for you to learn, as well as deep diving, you know, into, you know, the AVAs, you know, of the Napa Valley and understanding um, yeah. the wines. But that also another great course um, that we're very, very proud of is the American Wine Expert. I was just going to bring that one up. That's yes. a great course. Because that course for anybody, you know, it, it really is 
for everyone, right? There's the, it, it, there's such engagement if you're an enthusiast, because I think that people don't know that wine is made, you know, for all this, you know, local movement, really, you know, we'd love for people to, you know, drink local, think local, you know, and, and every single state, you know, has wineries. And right. so learn about, you just learn about all these wonderful, wonderful wines that might be in your area. I mean, New York wines are, you know, Psalms love New York Rieslings. There's so much written about it today. Mm-hmm. Right? There's amazing crisp whites being made in Michigan. But, but, but anyway, I could, I could talk on that for all day. <laughs> but what I do love is so you can learn so much as an enthusiast, but if you're in the business, I don't know how you do without a course to sort of talk you through like the three tier system, how it works, how, right. you know, just the, the knowledge that sets you up for success, you know, in that course, I think I find invaluable. Yeah. I, I, I've taken both the Napa Valley wine, wine expert and the American wine expert before I was working for the school. And I found them to be really useful and people just think, Oh, my favorite parlor question is to ask, ask a, a a friend or, you know, someone I'm teaching, well, how much of, how much of California's wine do you think comes from Napa Valley? And they're like, oh, 80%, 60%. I even have a friend who has a vineyard and I asked her that and she said 80%. Oh, like, no, it's 4%. Or, because we think of Napa is sort of become sort of a, I don't want to say a generic term, but everybody knows Napa for wine, but there's wine being made all over the country, lots of wine being made all over the country. An excellent wine. Excellent wine, right. And, you know, if you go to North Carolina and you drink a wine and you're disappointed because it doesn't taste like California wine, don't be. They're using varietals that work well in that region. And in this course, you learn that. You learn, well, why do they have these other varieties here? Well, because Cabernet Sauvignon doesn't grow everywhere, you know, and those, you know, those regions have humidity and rain and all kinds of other things. So How boring would the world, the wine be if yes. all the wines tasted the same? That's right. You, no, you that's exactly right. Of different, different, different wine styles, different wine grapes. I mean, it's right. just, to me, it's just every new day is a new opportunity to, to deep dive in, you know, even our own country of wine. Right. It's Absolutely. Exciting. Well, let's divert a little bit because I want to get to, um, you know, we're, a, we're a, a big wine school. When I say big, I don't mean big physically. We actually, our little school is physically pretty small, <laughs> but we're big in our reach and we have locations, several different locations for learning live uh, around the country. Can you talk a little bit about the, the locations where there's live education going on? Yes, absolutely. So of course with COVID, we, you know, um, closed a number of the, um, you know, of the areas um, and we're opening back up now. We're really excited to say, sure. um, you know, of course we reopened in Napa quite some time ago, Napa and Tampa, and we are now offering classes again in Nashville and Denver, Santa Barbara, Paso Robles. Um, we're going to be, you know, opening up a class in Texas, just really, really excited about, you know, we see students excitement to go back in the classroom and you know we we've just you know we wanted we we wanted to be cautious right for our communities for our instructors for right. the students themselves of course um so we were we've been slow to reopen you know in some of these places but oh my goodness the demand um um, the classes are just filling up, letting us know that, okay, we should, we should, you know, start to open up even more dates. Um, so it's just really exciting to see, you know, when the students do come in a classroom after being out for so long, right. they're, they're just, the, the, the excitement shines in their eyes. It's so exciting, you know, right. to see. Just and, love and it. I like some of the locations that we have because they're not necessarily thought of as wine meccas, like Nashville, for instance, you don't necessarily think of, you know, it being a big wine town but it is, or, you know, Tampa, Florida, are are you going to open up again in Cleveland for live? Cleveland, Cleveland, probably, probably. We're hesitating on that just at the moment, but just a a slow gradual. I say that only because, well, you know, I'm from Cleveland. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I think what's exciting is, um, you know, we're growing our programs in, you know, some of these locations, right? So the, the Napa, you know, the Napa school now has a director and, you know, in charge of, you know, all the programming and courses there. Um, And, and Monica Vescovi is just, she's just brilliant at that. You know, she's just has a knack for students want, you know, 
connects and she just, you know, um, you know, gets those going. Right now she's offering, you know, especially for people who, yes, you can come in for the WSD courses and other courses, but she's opening up other opportunities. Like there's a Monday blind tasting where you can just come in and learn, you know, about, you know, assessing wines when they're blind. And there might be, a, you know, an evening just on white wines. And how do you tell different grape varieties apart? How do you tell, you know, how do you look at the structure of a wine and tell, you know, where it's from or what grape variety it is? Um, very, very exciting. You don't have to be a lot of uh, advanced students and diploma students attend those to help with their studies. But we also see enthusiasts join those classes. Right. And they love um, there was one time where I filled in for, for Monica teaching those and they're just, it, it all worked. It was just wonderful because the other students studying jump in and want right. to talk, you know, and want to help teach, you know, the enthusiasts right. that are there. It's just an exciting exchange of, you know, um, you know, information and, you know, sharing of wine. It's right. really exciting. But they also, you know, Monica has also introduced hedonistic, you know, Wednesdays where you open up a bottle of wine that you, you know, those, those wines in the world that, you know, are, are just too difficult to afford, right? So you have just a, you know, Romani Conti, or you have some amazing wine that you've always wanted to taste. We offer special bottlings, you know, special tastings of these bottles. And we don't make a dime off of those. We take just the price of the bottle of the wine and divide it between the 12 that can share a bottle. And right. that's the price of that session. Because it, it's, you know, we're, we're excited about wine as a community. And, and we, we, we just feel like, you know, let's all share in this together. Let's just right. share that bottle, have that, you know, moment, have that experience. Um, we just, we, we just have this amazing community of, of students and teachers that interact and share, I, I think we couldn't be more more proud of that interaction right. and just right. yeah. And you also offer master classes. I know our good friend Peter Marks teaches a handful of those, and and that's you know where you can really you know there's a topic. They're all different. We I know you just did a, one about winemaking, and you know Peter's done them on rieslings and every every other topic you can imagine. And those classes I've I have come to quite a few of those, not quite a few, but a few of those, and. You know, again, you don't have to be a wine genius to go. You know, you can be a beginner and even enjoy those. And you'll, you'll really, that could be your aha moment where you go have this great experience and go, oh, I, I definitely want to learn more about this. But they're just fun. They're a lot of fun. You, it opens up your world to, you know, experiencing um, other things. And and then we still do, we have a lot of webinars. We just do one on uh, Sicily. Was that yesterday or no, yeah, what was that? Monday. Monday. That's right. Monday. Yeah, Mount Etna. Um, no, we have there I can't even tell you how much is going on, you know, <laughs> at school, but we do have um, you know, these master classes that you mentioned, right? And monthly and these amazing topics. And it could be anything from a, a regional focus or a style focus, like make you know, champagne and sparkling, or it could be, you know, something on a deep dive, like you mentioned on on winemaking. Right. You know, we've even had guests you know, women winemakers come together. And I couldn't even begin to tell you how amazing that, that these sessions can be. The, the amount of information in that, that, that women winemaker session, I'll just never forget. They shared so much, you know, of what they do and how they make decisions. And it was incredible what they, you know, were sharing, you know, mm -hmm. with us in the audience. But, but, you know, while they're very serious minded, right, we have, you know, a master of wine experts and other experts in their field present these, we do, you know, it, it, you know, there was one session on reasoning, where once one participant was so moved by the wines that we shared in that session, he broke out in song. And of course, that's <laughs> they laugh and you know so so there's good fun um you know to be had while um while we're also doing some serious right, learning. right. so we talked about all these great things that we offer and, and the reason we're talking about these is you know it does maybe sounds like a little bit of a shameless plug that we're using in the podcast but it's not really for that it's to open up um our audience's mind to all kinds of ways of learning because learning will get you in the wine industry. I mean, that's the path you have to learn, right? And whether you're an enthusiast listening to the podcast or you're looking to get into the wine industry, 
you know, there's more ways of learning and more ways of getting certified and following that, whatever your wine journey is that people don't know about. Right. And so what's the best way for people to know what's coming? Ah, well, many different ways, right? We, um, you know, we try to communicate, you know, as much as possible, but we have, you know, um, you can find listings on our website. One of the best ways, though, is to get our newsletter. Um, and and course, that does sound like a plug. But what I love about our newsletter is there's free education in there. You yeah. know, so it's not just, hey, these classes are going on, you know, but we engage, you know, really some critical minds in, 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 in the industry to write articles for us there. You know, we have our content team is just brilliant in creating like, you know, educational quizzes and games. And oh, my goodness, there there's just such such great information in there. I really, it's just free learning. It's a, um, it's a very, I will say, it's a very fun newsletter. And I'll give myself a shameless plug. I'm also one of the contributors to some of the articles, which, you know, all the articles are so helpful. Mine tend to focus on, you know, getting a career in the industry, but, you know, we do other things. I've, you know, written other things too, but it really is, a, if if you, there's just, every time you open the newsletter, there's something new to learn. And you also learn all about, all the things, you know, all around the country that, that we're offering. And it is the link to the newsletter is at the, in the show notes at the bottom of this podcast. So if you're listening on Apple or wherever, just scroll down to the bottom after you're done with the podcast and you can click that link to find us, or you can just go on our website, napvalleywineacademy.com and you can find it there. I do want to pivot really quick only because of the interest of time, I don't want to not get to this. And again, not a commercial, but it's a new, very unique way for people to constantly learn and have fun. We have a new membership. Mm-hmm. I have the membership program. So excited about the membership because we really feel that it is one place where you can go and you choose. You know, it's, it's at your own pace and you decide what topic you want to learn that day. What do you So what want? is it? Videos, articles, a little bit of everything? Yes. yes. Well, this is what's so exciting. You know, right now there are, there are short videos, right? Video classes. There's longer, you know, documentaries, regional deep dives where, you know, the visuals and, and the educate and, the, and what you learn, you know, gives you a deep dive, you know, into those regions. We've got interviews with with wine luminaries. I mean, we, we've spoken with, you know, Hugh Johnson and Oz Clark and, oh, my goodness, Stephen Spurrier. These just incredible interviews um, and, and webinars, you know, with key, you know, industry, you know, um, educators are experts in many different things, right? There's so much on there. But what I'm really super, super excited about is that a sort of, I'm going to, I, I, I call it a study hall, you know, but, but the membership is, is a place for you to learn what you want to learn in your own time. But if you happen to be studying for any particular, you know, type of course, we're adding, this is what's coming up next is adding, you know, maps and quizzes and mock exams and just adding things for the student. So you can go there to learn, say you're, you're, you know, you're taking the level three and you're on the, you know, uh, you're entering France, right? And you're, you know, you can go into the membership and you can watch a documentary or a short class, you know, on Bordeaux. Then you can go over and, you know, learn about, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to take up to, you know, I'm just so, so excited about I it. But, <laughs> no, I am you, too. Yes, but you can just, you can plug in terms and just say, you want to learn about X and it'll then come up with, okay, there's these videos, there's these documentaries, there's these, um, you know, and then I think once the, you know, study hall material comes on board, um, it'll be even more enhanced. And of course, in that membership, we'll be adding, you know, all these, um, you know, other other um, visuals, you know, we're creating, you know, lots of teaching tools and we'll be adding, you know, those in there so that people can have more visuals for learning. Yeah. And appropriate for just a wine enthusiast, somebody who just loves to learn about wine 
um, or for a student. I wish I wish there was a resource like that when I took my diploma. I probably <laughs> I would have gotten further. <laughs> I hear you for that, but absolutely because a lot of these, um, you know, there are the video classes, you know, and the um, regional deep dives. It really is if you're just interested in learning about wine or learning about a wine region or a wine style, or you know, you can just plug right. that in, you know, to the search and um, you know, and and then watch and then learn. Right. And that's the thing about wine. Even even those who are masters of wine or master sommeliers, nobody knows everything about wine. And so you're constantly learning about all kinds of different entities revolving around wine, whether it's, you know, grapes or soil or history or, you know, anything like that. So there, there's so much to learn about wine. So, so um, I... I wanted I just want to ask you one more quick question before we sort of get toward the the final here. Um can you just give us a list of the types of jobs uh or the type of positions that are involved in a school like the size of Napa Valley Wine Academy? I mean, what kind of other people work for us besides besides educators? Obviously, we have educators. Yeah, no no no. Um, great question because it's just, you know, we continue to grow and, and I'm really excited about, you know, the positions that we continually add, you know, on um, to really help us, you know, engage and give the student everything we um, we want to give. Right. So we have, um, you know, we have a whole sort of graphics team, right? They're helping to create graphics, um, you know, and, and animations and videos that help with our teaching and our learning. Right. You know, we have the ed department has created a content team, you know, that is creating new content, new courses. And, um, you know, we're working towards, you know, having, you know, um, even more um, growing that department, right? Right now we have, you know, an instructional designer and we want to grow that for having additional instructional designers, having our own graphics team, having our own, you know, I think we need our own programmers. Um, you know, we do have a tech team, you know, also at the company and that helps us now that we're so tech focused, we are a tech company, really, right? A tech right. content company. And so, um, we have um, a whole tech team that goes ahead and makes sure that, you know, not only are, are, are all the courses and everything on our website and everything's working well, but then we have our online learning platform. So we need a whole army of member of team members, you know, to help us with that and make sure that the student has everything at their fingertips, that they're, you know, entered into the right courses, that they have the courses come with a group so that you can interact and be social with your you know, their right. classmates. And right. so there's a lot of work that goes into that. There's a lot of work in going into making ensuring, you know, because we have wine kits that go along with many of our courses. So we have a whole operations team that does, you know, so much of, of the back end work, um, really our heroes, you know, that make everything right. work. Um, and of course we have our student success team. So they're in the, they're in the front, they're our advisors, you know, really so important. <laughs> It's so important. I can't tell you, you know, really use, you know, it's such, a, we're so proud to have this team that you can call up, you can chat, you can, you know, and they'll help you with whatever questions you have. Yeah, you know, just go to the chat box on the website and they are right there waiting to to help you in it, in any way they can. We have sales too. We've got Nina and Jean that engage in, you know, Jean takes care of corporate, you know, certain wineries want us to do something specific for them or wants, you know, even corporate America sometimes wants a team built wine team building thing. And yeah, you're so right. So we have this marketing team. We even, we have um, people, we have two um, of our employees work, you know, in outside of the U S and then we're engaging lots of contractors, you know, so lots of contractors to help us, you know, with, with um, different things we need. And we, we, we build bonds, we build relationships with them. In fact, um, we recently, and this could make me tear up again, but we were using a Ukrainian um, um, gentleman for um, making our own maps, you know, world maps of world mm -hmm. regions. And then we didn't hear from him and just, you know, horror, we just stricken. We've heard from him again. And oh, I can't good. tell you the, the big sigh of relief we all have that he is okay. He's well. Um, we are just so thrilled with that. And, and he's ready. He wants the work. He needs the work. And we're, yes, 
please. Um, so really excited, um, you know, to, you know, just, just engage with these wonderful people around the world who have such extreme talents. Yeah. I mean, we've got Emily in Paris. We've got, um, uh, really, Emily in Paris. Emily, really. Emily in Paris, right? <laughs> Is it Christine that lives in London? Or in, exactly. In you know, so mm-hmm. we've got you know, and, and the point is, and then we you earlier talked about our satellites that are doing education. You know, when you we think of wine educators, you know, we do think of Napa as the Holy Grail, but you can do wine education as long as there's a state that has wine, and they all do, by the way. You're going to have opportunities for wine education on some form or another. So yeah, we're Absolutely. kind of all spread out. In fact, I think people are always surprised. I think of our staff. I don't know what what percentage of our staff actually lives here in Napa. Maybe maybe half, not even. Yeah, I think it's still about half though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, the you moment. don't have to live in Napa to be part of you know something something big like this. Oh my um, goodness, absolutely not. But you know we haven't touched on because I'm I'm just so proud of the instructor you know team that we have, and 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 what I love is that you you know whatever level you're at, there are teachers that are dedicated, you know, to those different levels so that, you know, we, we make sure that everybody's taken care of. In fact, our, you know, our flagship, right. WSET, our diploma program, you know, we have, you know, Noel Hale is in charge of that program. So we have teams that just handle a certain aspect you know, of, you know, our um, education offerings so yeah. that we make sure. And again, the question is, if, if you're in a you know leadership meeting and you're saying, should we spend that money? Well, is hiring somebody to oversee diploma going to help the student? Oh, yes, 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 and yes, right? right? Somebody who can answer all the questions, help with scheduling, you know, um, get, you know, get the roster of teachers. You know, we have a lot of teachers, you know, who teach, but then we also engage expert, you know, teachers in certain topics. Right. Um, there's a lot to be done. And so we make sure that we hire if we think it's going to help, you know, the, again, the student. Yeah, Noel, you're right. Noel has done an amazing job with that diploma program. I mean, just since I started, it's, you know, makes me want to get back into it. <laughs> um, okay, so into the home stretch here. I always like to ask my guests for some, you know, people are listening, they're feeling inspired. Obviously, they know they can go to our website, NapaValleyWineAcademy.com and find a lot of, you know, great information. Follow us on Instagram at Napa Valley Wine Academy. Um, You can follow me at Napa Valley Wine Gal if you'd like. But what are some things, you know, listening to your whole career, not just about the academy, but all the things that led to you being in this position, what are some things that you could tell our audience if they're sitting on the fence? What could they do right now? to move in the right direction. I mean, I love, I mean, certain things are just, you know, I, you know, when I was ready to, I took that first, you know, um, uh, course, you know, in Manhattan and then I jumped online, right. And you're searching everything you can and you're ordering wine books, but it was really, um, classes for me was pivotal. Right. Because having taken some classes along with the wine books, let me, you know, let that that winery let me into the cellar. Right. right. You know, and, and have that experience, you know, holding the the diploma, you know, is what got me together with co-founder Christian Ogenfuss. And, you know, so so education has sort of been at the at the crooks of all of my wins, you know, and successes in the industry. But. If you're not sure, right? You're just like, I think I, you know, this wine thing, I'm ex- I'm energized by it. I want to learn more. You just sign up for the newsletter, right? You get some educational content there. You hear about goings on in the industry. Right. Um, of course, watching this podcast will give you a lot of information about, you know, entering the wine business. <laughs> and, right? Yeah. Well, it really is because I think that one of the things that I love is that, you know, you don't know what a day in the like life is of a certain, you know, wine position or wine right. and you're helping teach people, you know, Hey, this is what it's like, you know, and, or this is how, you know, you can get into the industry. Um, but I think our newsletter is a great way to start. Um, you know, our, our membership is, is a great way just because it's like, what is out there? You know, well, it's these regions, it's this things, it's this. Um, and then of course, taking a course. Right. 
You could even start, like Karen said, it doesn't have to be a big expense, right? You can start with something, you know, $50 and under, you know, just whet your appetite, see what excites you. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally in the wine industry, um, the more you know, the less you know, because (laughs) there's always a new, once you learn something new, that leads you to a new you know, rabbit hole that you can jump down and just discover. It, it's a fast, I think that's what, you know, um, fascinates people about the wine industry. There's always something new to learn. If yeah. you want, do you not want to, do you want to just enjoy a glass of wine? You could just come to Great Hedonistic Wednesday and just enjoy a great glass of wine right. amongst other wine lovers, right? But if you are interested, there's so much at your fingertips. And yeah. so whether yeah. you want to just, Watch, you know, um, you know, watch a documentary and just so you can, you know, live vicariously, right? Feel like you're in that region as you watch that documentary or whether you want to start engaging in the classroom, right? And networking and engaging. Um, There's something really for everybody out there. Yeah. I think just find a way to be around wine people, people who have your shared passion. That doesn't have to be wine professionals. Join a tasting group. Just interact with as, as often as you can with people who share your passion for wine. I love that. that and then it is. all just kind of, kind of follows. Well, Catherine, I have to say you are such a wealth of knowledge. Um, we, I think we really gave the audience a lot of great food for thought. I, I hope, you know, I know uh, you might think, well, this was, you know, really a commercial for the, for the Academy. And it kind of, it, it kind of was, it, we didn't really mean it to be, But what I hope it did is, you know, when you think of a wine school, you think of taking a class. And I think to know that there's so much more available is so important and that there's ways to connect with wine people, in this case, through the Napa Valley Wine Academy, um, where you don't have to take a formal class. You've got all kinds of options at your fingertips. And I really think you outlined that beautifully. And I love your personal story. I love when you swung around in the chair, you turned down a you know, a great job, high paying. And you just said, I'm going to Napa. So you ran away to the wine circus. And I, yes, <laughs> as we all did at one point. It's 100% true. Yes. I think it's just great. Well, I really appreciate your time. I, I know how busy you are. And uh, you gave us a lot of time today and really appreciate your insights. It's such a pleasure to work with you. I'm, I'm glad oh. we're still connected and doing that. I love every time I talk to you. I think the first time was in the classroom, right? I was teaching a class and then yeah. you came up to me afterwards. And then from that discussion, I was like, this is an educator. This is an educator. I want to, you know, oh. educate us. <laughs> well, you're very sweet. And, you know, I've loved every minute of working with the Academy. And I mean, here I am doing a podcast. Who would I ever thought? <laughs> so so we, we I appreciate the opportunity to do it. So, well, thank you. Thanks to our audience. Appreciate you listening today. I hope we've inspired you to follow your path to, uh, you know, wine, work, and passion. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again, thank Catherine. Cheers. Thanks to all of you for joining, and I hope today's show has inspired you to make a career out of your passion for wine. If you'd like to have a one-on-one career coaching session with me, just use the link in the show notes for more information or to schedule an appointment. This podcast is all about helping you follow your dreams, so feel free to send us your suggestions for guests or topics through our email link that's listed in the show notes. And it means an awful lot when you share us with friends or leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us again for our next episode.